Hey new mama, I remember being in your shoes and feeling so overwhelmed. I was battling mom guilt, trying to do it all, struggling to transition into working mom life, and just wished there was a place to go that would provide me clear guidance with simple, quick, easy solutions for the problems I was facing. Hey, I'm Lauren Francois and I created it for you. Welcome to the Mom Hacks Podcast, where in each episode I will provide you with a simple tactical hack in self-care, health, and wellness, mom life solutions solutions to simplify motherhood and even productivity, goal setting, and habit creation to make your transition back into the workspace that much smoother. Welcome to the show, Naptime Warrior. Now let's dig into today's episode. Hey mamas, I am beyond excited because today we have a special guest with us, Eleni, and she is a certified sleep coach. If you've listened to the one episode that I did on sleep training, you know that I think it is like the best thing that I ever did. (laughs) I swear by sleep training because I think sleep is so, so, so important for us as moms. If you've ever been sleep deprived, you know how important sleep is, but also for our kids. So today, Eleni is actually going to talk to us about toddler sleep hacks because the one thing with sleep training is you always hear about infant sleep training, but you never hear anything about toddler sleep. And you guys, I have two toddlers right now. Toddler sleep can be very challenging for many different reasons, but it's completely different than infant sleep. So I am going to hand it over to Eleni, and I know you guys are going to absolutely love all of the info that she's about to share. So go for it. Hi, thanks Lauren for having me. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about toddler sleep. It's actually one of my favorites to talk about because it's a lot less scientific and it's more like psychological warfare, kind of like what you said. It's just like a totally different beast. So with babies, you know, the only way they can really communicate is through crying or like facial expressions really and toddlers have a mind of their own. I can't tell you how many moms have come to me with toddlers and have explained how well their child slept And then suddenly when their kid turned two, it was like a light switch flipped. You can't really use the same tactics that you use with an infant, especially the less hands-on methods, like letting them cry it out. It can just kind of get them in like a frenzy. So you can't really use those same tactics. So I'm going to be discussing a few different toddler sleep hacks. There are a bunch of them, but just a few to pack into this episode. But before I get into those things, I wanted to kind of preface that with a toddler, because they understand so much, And because they say so much, communication is key. So front-loading, telling them all of your expectations, telling them what you're going to be doing so that they have all of their expectations, that is going to prevent so many breakdowns and so much resistance on their part. Additionally, like the psychological warfare part um, is giving them the illusion of control whenever you can, because they love control. They love autonomy. That's what this age is about. That's what toddlerhood is about, really. So beyond that, you also want to make sure that you guys, it's not you versus your kid or you versus bedtime, because that can cause a lot of tension, which just like leads to this vicious cycle. It's you guys working as a team together for tackling this issue. You also have a job in this, and that is to set the boundary and stick to it. If you don't do that, you're not going to see any success. And then the last part is celebrating their success. They are little egomaniacs, and they really like it when 
you tell them how great they're doing. So that's going to be a key in this as well. Good scheduling definitely helps. These two things go hand in hand. So oftentimes the hack won't really work without proper scheduling, but I'm going to jump into the hacks right now. So I think you actually posted in your Instagram stories that you use this one, the okay to wait clock, some kind of okay to wait clock. Yes, um, I do. Yeah, I do too. They saved our lives, <laughs> especially with early wake-ups in my first daughter's case. She was an early riser. Whenever she was going through something, she always woke up early. So the okay to wake clock helps with early wake-ups and can help with middle of the night wakings. This doesn't really help with like bedtime battles. It just helps with those two things really. You could search on Amazon in the search bar, okay to wake clock, and it gives you a huge range of options, price-wise and their abilities. Some can be controlled from your phone and some are just like basic level functioning which is what we use, and that's totally fine too. But I'll go into details about that in a little bit. So the best understanding, like a child will best understand this, usually around two years old and up. Some can grasp this concept a little bit earlier. As I mentioned before, you need a front load. You need to talk to them in advance about what your expectations are and what they can expect from you. So you could say, I won't be doing, you know, I won't be bringing you into our bed anymore. Instead, you're going to be waiting for your light. You wait for your light to go on. You can give them some sort of alternative if they're waking in the middle of the night of something to do, like you give them the illusion of control. You can cuddle your blankie. You can suck on your passy if they still have a pacifier. Uh, you could cuddle with your stuffed animal, but you're waiting until your light comes on. You also can get them on your team by get, getting them involved in the process of choosing the clock to begin with. So you guys can scroll through Amazon together and choose the clock. The Hatch is actually, it's a more expensive brand, but it has a sound machine in it. Uh, and it also feeds into this whole illusion of control element where you're giving your child control because they get to choose the color that goes off in the morning. So that can sometimes really get kids excited. So this is, it's good because it's like, Toddlers need a visual in order to understand. You can tell them concepts until you're blue in the face, but the actual visual helps them understand when it's okay to get out of bed. The hatch you can also control from your phone, so you're ultimately the one who has the control. You can change what time it goes off. So the hatch is a really good one to invest some money in. Once you get that all in place and you've front loaded and you've chosen the clock and you've explained everything, like it can take some time. I, when we used it with my oldest daughter, we explained it to her all day, what our expectation was for the following day. Then it's your job to hold the boundary. So if your child calls out to you in the middle of the night, you need to stick to the plan and go in and tell them you can snuggle with your stuffed animal, but you have to wait for your light. I love you. And you can leave, right? Or if they can get out of bed, if they're in a toddler bed, you have to walk them back to the bed. And you continue this as long as necessary until they're back to sleep and they get it. And it, some kids, it clicks instantaneously and other kids, it can take a while. But without you sticking to that boundary, it's not going to work. This can take time because old patterns are hard to break. But if you give into those old patterns, nothing is going to change. So if you, if you give up and you bring them back into your bedroom, that's just gonna keep happening. And in fact, it kind of increases their fight because they know that if they continue, they're going to eventually get their way. For the early wake-ups, my suggestion is to set a time as close to their natural wake-up as possible. So that can be super painful for a few days, especially if your child is waking up before you know, 6 a.m. My oldest was waking up at like 5.15 for a while and my soul was dying slowly, but we set it close to her natural time. So like if she's waking up at 5.15 the first day or two, I might set it at 5.20. And kids 
this age need instant gratification. So at 520, we were there celebrating like, yay, you waited for your clock. You know, we made a big deal about it. And then she's more inclined to buy in. And that's when you start pushing the time slowly forward. So they wait for that. Their, their patience is a little bit longer because they know that they're going to get that benefit of your pride. This actually, the okay to wait clock is also really beneficial to use with this next hack, which is a star or sticker chart, which I post some information on this on my Instagram. But this is a great item to have with the okay to wait clock. It gives your child another visual of their progress. And it can just be a simple chart. Like I'm not a very DIY person and, and like decorating in general is just not my thing. So for us, it was, it's literally a piece of paper and we just put stickers on that piece of paper. That's it. So the goal, you could have a goal in mind if your child kind of understands this. So if your child's maybe like two and a half or three, they can count. Your goal might be to get to five stars and then you have a celebration of some kind. It doesn't need to be a prize or feel like bribery if you're anti that. But if you're totally into giving prizes, it can be that. That's fine. I'm not judging you. So it can be more of an experience or a celebration with your child if that makes you feel better also. So I have clients who, once their child has reached five stars, they have a s'mores party or a dance party or a nail polish party or basically any regular activity you would do with your child, but just adding the word party to the end of it. So that's a way to kind of celebrate their success. Or you can use prizes, like they get stickers of their own or a new coloring book, like something inexpensive and it's just like, yay, you made this milestone. Oftentimes though, from what I've seen, just the process of putting the stickers or the stars on the chart is enough. So you may not even need to do the celebration or the prize. It also helps to have your child put the star on the chart themselves and you just celebrate the crap out of them. That oftentimes is just enough and you keep doing this. Eventually the chart will kind of lose its luster, but at that point it's like this sleep thing and waiting for their light has become so habitual that you don't really need it anymore. The last hack that I have is the check on me chart. And I like to use this for kids who are experiencing anxiety at bedtime or don't want you to leave their room. So this is a different beast than night waking or waking early in the morning. So in these cases, it's usually, I mean, it could be anxiety, but it could also be them just like thirsting for some element of control. So give them that control. You give them the illusion of control. Tell them that you're not going to be lying in bed with them anymore, or they're not going to be coming into your room anymore, but that you can check on them five to 10 times. You have to give them a range because otherwise your child might choose check on me 75 times and that's just not possible. So have your child choose uh, within a range. And then on a piece of paper, you make that many boxes together. I oftentimes think that like getting your child involved in creating this is super helpful too. So if they choose five times, then you draw five boxes on a piece of paper and tell them that you're gonna be checking on them, that you're gonna stay up and that you're gonna check on them that many times throughout the night. You're not actually gonna be staying up, but it, it's helpful to have them think that. You're gonna make the first check when they're still awake. So make sure again that they're getting this instant gratification you leave the room for maybe like three minutes, two minutes, whatever you think your kid can handle. And you come and you say, okay, this is the first check. And you show them that you're checking it off on this check on me chart. And then you leave. And then typically they'll fall asleep because they're more comforted. And you, this sounds so evil, but you wait until they're asleep and you check off all the boxes once they're asleep. And then you show them in the morning, like, see, I checked on you. You were sleeping so well high five them, celebrate the crap out of them again. And again, this is usually enough to help them buy into the process.
There are a ton of other methods and approaches to use with toddlers. I'm working on putting some stuff together right now to make this more accessible to parents because it really is just a different realm of sleep and it's a lot harder to navigate, but it oftentimes really does just boil down to the specific problem that you're facing and who your child is as a person. You know your child best, so you know which method they're going to respond best to. So these are just a couple things, a couple items that you can work with that help with overnight waking, the early wake-ups, and some bedtime anxiety. Oh my gosh, so, so, so good. So yes, we use the okay to wake clock. My son's is a car, so it's like red light, yellow light, green light. And these are such good tips though for it because I know we still struggle with, he understands it, but he still struggles with not abiding by it. (laughs) So getting him to understand that he can't get out of bed until the light's green and then sticking to that. So the one thing that I love that you kept saying is set the boundary and stick to it. Because I think as parents, we shoot ourselves in the foot because we feel guilty (laughs) we're like, but you know, they want me and I feel bad that I'm not going in there. And we almost make it harder on ourselves than it really needs to be. Is that what you found? Yeah, definitely. And I also, in your Instagram stories, I always like secretly high five you because I see that you, (laughs) you still make them wait. And a lot of people think that just because I'm a sleep coach that I don't have any of these issues either. But we've also, with my first, we had to revisit it many times. But it's that, it's the sticking to it that eventually makes it click. That's the important part. And I think moms have to realize too that it's going to be hard at the beginning. Like it's going to be harder than it might be. It is harder to stick to it than it is to give in. So it's more work up front, but in the end, it's so worth it because having a child that sleeps well is like, oh my God, that's at like the top of my priority list. Yes. So I'm like, if I don't get good sleep, I am not a happy camper. I remember when I was sleep training my daughter, she was horrible with naps. We're going to do an episode on infant sleep training, but one of the things I would do is whenever she would kind of wake up, if it was before the nap time was over, I'd go in there and I would leave her in her crib and kind of comfort her. And then I'd walk out because I was like, it's not time to get up yet. And I mean, during nap time, I was in there so many times and I literally got nothing done because I was just in and out of there. But I remember one day I was literally like, you are not going to win this battle. (laughs) I was like, I am going to win this battle. You are going to nap. I don't care how long this takes. Like this is not gonna be how it is like you are going to sleep and I think so many moms don't do that they just like cave and you guys you can't cave you've got to understand that it is work like sleep training your toddler sleep training your baby it takes work and so up front you might be like gosh but I'm getting less sleep than I would if I would just let them get in my bed or if I would just crawl into bed with them and you might be but they catch on pretty quick and then they're amazing sleepers. And then you don't have to worry about any of this. Yeah. That's, I think that's been the hardest part is that, you know, when people hire a sleep coach or when they put these uh, methods in action, they're expecting instant. We also expect the instant gratification, you know, which some kids are delightful creatures and do take to it really, really quickly. But Other times it does take work and that work is just like, you know, when you're posting about working out and stuff, it's the consistency 
that's when you, you see the payoff, you know? Yes, I agree. So I have one question for you. Do you have any night waking tips? So I know you talked about front loading and telling them if you wake up in the middle of the night, snuggle your blankie, do this. Do you have any other tips for if your child is continues to wake up during the night in terms of, you know, do you keep getting up and putting them back to bed and going to your bed? Just a question I, mean, I had. Yeah, there, there are a ton of different methods that you could use. It really, like, when someone hires me to work one-on-one, I usually kind of, there's an intake form. I assess their child personally. So I'll choose a method that I feel is best for them. But there are basically uh, different sleep training methods, like the camp out method where you would stay in their room for each wake up if your child like is prone to having crazy breakdowns. Or there's like what you're saying, basically just continuing to walk them back to their bed, leaving until, you know, you want to die. That's, that's another. <laughs> crawling <laughs> out of their room. I've literally been known to like crawl on all fours out of my children's room in fears of waking them up when I move. We have all, we've all been there, but yeah, I, I do have, I have some stuff in my face. I have a Facebook group, a free Facebook group for moms, sleep coach, mom dash team sleep. And in there, I do have some documents with different sleep training methods for babies to toddlerhood. So there are different approaches that you can use for night wakings as well there. And I do have Q and A's on my Instagram every Thursday. I, I do have also in my highlight reel some methods that work with toddlers too. There's a whole toddler reel in my Instagram that's at sleep underscore coach underscore mom. Awesome. Okay, you guys definitely go check that out. I hope you guys loved this episode because like I said, sleep training toddlers, you tend to think that like once your baby's sleep trained, you're good. Like you're good to go. And then all of the sudden, you know, they sleep really, really well. And then they hit toddlerhood and all of a sudden they're presenting you with all of these new challenges. And you're like, wait, nobody talks about this. Like, what am I supposed to do now? Where's the sleep training book on toddlers? I need need another one. (laughs) Eleni, how can women connect with you? They can reach me on my website, www.sleepcoachmom.com. And my email is there. It's eleni at sleepcoachmom.com. Or honestly, the best way is through social media on, in, on Facebook. My, my group is sleep coach mom dash team sleep. Um, and then on Instagram at sleep underscore coach underscore mom. Those are the ways that I primarily communicate with moms and how they find me. Okay. Awesome. I will make sure to put all of those in the show notes, you guys. So you can just scroll down to the show notes and you can go follow Eleni. All of you should follow her if you have a baby or a toddler, because I have been following her for a while now and she gives the best tips. Like they are so useful. They're so amazing. They work. And I hope you guys try some of these tips that she gave today and let us know how they work. So go on over to Instagram, chat with us there. We can't chat with you on a podcast (laughs) because it's just her and I chatting, but we can talk to you guys on Instagram. So head on over there. That's where we can chat. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we'll talk to you at our next one. Okay, mama, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, share this with your friends, and leave me a review. Leaving a review is so simple. I didn't know how to do it either, so I'm going to walk you through it. 
All you have to do is whatever app you're listening to this podcast in, find my show, scroll to the bottom, you'll see stars, and with those stars, you can leave me a rating and review. I love you so much for taking the time to do this, and each week I'll be sharing a review of the week because I want to shout you guys out. In all honesty, the reviews are what help this podcast get into the hands of other new mamas. Okay, I'll let you get back to your day. See you next time.